Welcome back for another episode of Inside Rock. This time we're going to be talking about concept albums, and it's called What a Concept. So concept albums, there's like a storyline or a theme that goes along with the album that links all the songs together, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't think there's any clear definition of what a concept album is, but well, I guess that one has a, right, a, a similar story throughout, right? Or tells a story. You know, the, the best example that comes to mind for me What's that? is uh, The Wall, Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah, it's on there. Like, they even made a movie. Oh, yeah. Based on sure. You. Yeah. Well, The Wall, wasn't The Wall the uh, top-selling album of the 70s? I believe it was. Really? Yeah, it was number one. That's top quite selling. a... Yeah. Quite a well, they came wow. in late too. It was 1979. Well, 1979. So yeah, I mean they beat out albums that had, you know, nine nine years or so to beat them. But yeah, no, it was number one. So have you have you tried? I've heard that if you play the Wall and watch uh, Wizard of Oz, no, you got the wrong the wrong, wrong album. Oh, the, oh, oh, sorry, Dark Side of the Moon. That's right. Oh man, sorry. Oh. Thanks for the correction. Yeah, but have you ever tried that? Yeah, I have. Have you? It works for both the first, I'd say. I don't know, about 45 minutes of the, of the movie. Uh, I, I tried doing it. And then it's a stretch? Yeah, I mean, if you know, yeah, if you know Dark Side of the Moon, you know the tracks, you know, um, in Breathe, you know, uh, right. and it's got that whirlwind uh, part in it. Yeah, yeah. That's when the tornado hits. Uh. <laughs> um, it's pretty cool, actually. You're supposed to start it on, the, on Leo's second roar, the MGM uh, Lion, and he makes his second roar, not his first one, then you start it, and then it's supposed to be right in sync. Yeah. But you said it only works for 45 minutes. Well, I only did it for 45 minutes. I mean, you know, I love The Wizard of Oz, don't get me wrong. It's one of my favorites, but... Well, who doesn't? Of course. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Dark Side of the Moon. So you named, actually, two concept albums there in the first uh, tw- 20 seconds, Cha. Really? The Wall and Dark Side of the Moon. Well, Dark Side of the Moon is considered concept? It's a concept album. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it is. It is. You want to talk about those first? I guess I guess we could since we brought them up anyway, or Cha brought them up. Why not? Well, let's yeah. start with the wall. All right, let's start with the wall. Yeah. So, what what's the theme behind the wall? It's a big white wall. Yeah, I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it based on World War Two, like the Nazis? And... Well, it was. It was in part for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think the wall. I mean, when they played concerts too, they when they toured with that album, they actually built a wall. They had a wall on stage, and they and as the show went on, they would break down this wall. That was pretty cool. I remember that now. I yeah. remember seeing a video. I never saw them, but no, I did see the. I did see Floyd, but not the wall. Yeah, yeah. Now, part of the story is it revolves around a central character called Pink. That's right. Yeah. So, Pink, uh, he's a depressed rock star, and. Uh, he imagines uh, crowds of, of fans entering one of his concerts. And that's when the flashback goes back to his his dad. His dad was in World War II, and I guess he was killed in duty, right? In the line of duty in, in World War II. And he's being raised by his mother alone. Yeah, and his mother is not the most nurturing. She's pretty overbearing, and uh, he gets depressed about that. Yeah, yeah. So the wall is, is a metaphorical... It's a it's a it's a wall that he's building around him to protect himself. Yeah, from from society, from people, everything. Well, it says even in school he was tormented by his teachers and, um, yeah. So I mean he had he had a rough time. Yeah, yeah. So then he finally decides to get married. Yeah, there's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. 
Now we should we should say what some of these uh, song references are though. Well, another brick in the wall is it speaks yeah. for itself, yeah. right? That that's the song with the teacher in it. You know, um, you know, how can you eat your meat if you don't have any pudding? I mean, remember that everybody knows that <laughs> uh, line, right? You can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. <laughs> anyway, so you. he yes, you. <laughs> Sorry, that's right. Yeah. And then talking about his tyrannical, abusive teachers, as the song is mentioned, uh, the happiest days of our lives. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, um, well, Goodbye Cruel World is <laughs> pretty straightforward. Uh, well, yeah, but that's that's a little later. That's after all the shit happens to him. He, he gets he gets married. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then his, finds out his wife cheats on him. There you go. There's yeah. another another brick in the wall. There you go. Yeah. And then so he, out of uh, depression, at one of his concerts, he takes up with a young groupie and takes her back to his hotel room. That's uh, the song Young Lust. That's right. That was a good scene, actually. <laughs> yeah, I knew Chad would pipe up with that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's, I mean, it's a double album. Uh, there's a ton of songs on that, you know, and... Quite frankly, they had enough material, and the story was good enough to make a movie out of it, right? Well, actually, I worked at the theater as an usher. Oh, so did I. That was a, a nightmare, oh, dude. Oh, buddy, everybody was sparking up dude, everywhere. sparking up, oh. whiskey bottles rolling, oh. empty ones rolling down to the front of the theater. Oh, it was brutal. Oh, yeah. There's we must have worked there at the same time then, because I worked that movie as well. Yeah, the, it was Cinema Square, One in Niagara Ag- Square. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Because they had the Dolby system in Cinema One, so you ha- obviously it had to go in that theater. I still have that movie poster, The Wall. It's a great poster. Hmm. Yeah. I remember coming out to the manager because it was guys smoking weed, oh, drinking yeah. bottles, feet just, up on the chairs. It's best you just let them finish. <laughs> you know what? That's what he said. I said, dude, I, I said, dude, what do you want me to do? It's like, it's like not just a few people. It's like 90% of the people in there smoking up. And he said, you know what? Just... Just, Whatever, just, leave it alone. Just let it happen. Yeah, it's all part of the process. You know what? It would have been more of a. I mean, what are you going to do, right? Yeah, you're just you're just one guy. No, no. Oh they, yeah, I would have got the shit kicked they out. They turn oh, yeah. on you. You're done. Oh, you're done, dude. You're done. You're yeah. watching the wall, man. Just let him be. <laughs> so when he said that, you know, I'll just let it go. Okay, then I just sm- sparked one. I up. sparked one up at the back and watched the movie too. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. I like the song "Comfortably Numb." Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah and that uh, that relates to uh, when the paramedics inject him with drugs so he can actually perform on stage. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's and then right. he loses it. Yeah, he loses it. Yeah, yeah that's actually a good movie. Actually, anyway, so that's it uh, is depressing though. Like you said, Queeks. It's oh, it's it's, uh, it's, it's a, dark. It's There's a downer. No question about it. It's a downer, but thank goodness it's full of great music. You yeah. know, you know, it's number one selling album of the seventies, The Wall. I I have it. And I hardly listen to it. I'll be honest with you. I hardly listen to it. Hmm. If I listen to it, I'll usually put on one of the sides that has Comfortably Numb or Hey You. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. You know what I listen to more is Dark Side of the Moon. Well, of course. Yeah, you know, that one was uh, six years earlier, 1973. Wow, Dark Side of the Moon. Does it still have that record of staying on the charts? For how many years? Like 25 years? I'm kidding. Not that many. But yeah. it was on the charts for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Dark Side of the Moon. You know which album holds the record in the UK for being on the charts the longest? Menudo. <laughs> oh, that would <laughs> be t- great. I stole that from <laughs> you. You did. You I dirty. stole it. Uh, no, ABBA's Greatest Hits. Right on. A Thousand Weeks. That's awesome. No. Yeah. 
You know, it just yeah. hit that mark last week. Like we talk about the best-selling albums of all time, and we know now it's the Eagles' greatest hits, Volume One, right? Yeah. But it's kind of a foul, really. And I love the Eagles, and I know it's one of your favorite bands, out, but. You know, it, compilation albums and greatest hits shouldn't count. Like, there's Ooh, two. There, that's well, there, true. There, that's there unfair. Are, that's stacking the deck, man. It is. There are two albums that um, uh, are usually, the two lists, sorry, that mention two different albums. Michael Jackson's Thriller, yeah. The True Leader, and then The Eagles with the, the, the most sales. Yeah, that, but, that's a valid point. Yeah, it's a greatest hit. Michael Jackson did it with a, a studio album, right? Not a greatest hits album. That's true, buddy. I know. I'm just saying, just saying. All right, so you you heard it here. Uh, the Eagles album sucks. I didn't say that. Oh, I didn't say that. Watch, it's your, just, watch yourself. <laughs> it's just a collection of like their best stuff at the time, and uh, how do you beat that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, just saying. Stacking the old deck. Well, let's talk about Dark Side of the Moon. All right, Dark Side of the Mood. Yeah, no, Dark Side of the Moon by, what did he say before? I forget, I forget what it was. What did you say? We were making yeah. fun of you last episode. Why wouldn't they make any mistake on Dark Side of the Moon? Everybody go back and listen to the 70s episode we did last last time and yeah, you'll you'll hear it. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. He made two mistakes in the same sentence. Yeah, we, we were, wouldn't let him get over. It was yeah, pretty I know. funny. He was ready to walk out and watch the game. Well, oh, that's, that's right. what it probably that's was. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Coming back right. to you now? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. But there's two albums I love falling asleep to with headphones on in the bed. One is uh, Brothers in Arms, and the other is uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Straits. Dark Straits, yeah. 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 Right yeah. So those are great. Those are great headphone bed albums. So anyway, okay. Dark Side of the Moon, it, it was dark for a few reasons. I mean, it did, uh, it did kind of reference Sid Barrett's problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had uh, problems with mental health and with drugs, and he was he was not in good shape. Uh, but uh, they put this Dark Side of the Moon album together, um, and well, let's talk a little bit about what the theme was behind it. I, yeah, and I guess the the overall theme touches on some some topics like conflict, greed. Time, death, mental illness. A real uplifting piece of work. Baby bunnies. <laughs> I don't think there were bunnies. No. No, no. no. Well, I mean, the, the one I always remember is the uh, money. Some oh, of the cash sure. registers and the jingling. And, it's iconic. Yeah, so they talk about, you know, symbolizes greed and consumerism. and uh, But again, it's, uh, you know, it, it's hard to pull it all together. Um, I like Us and Them, that album. And we were just saying, See, too, like that each, each side of the album is a continuous piece of music. There's no breaks. No. It just keeps on going. Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. You know, if, if you haven't seen the documentary on the making of Dark Side of the Moon, watch it. It's on Prime. Like with the one that you must have. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it's really good. Hmm. It's really good. You know, David Gilmore, uh, even in Money, listen to his guitar work in that. Yeah. Wow, man. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. He's a wicked guitarist, David Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of, they tackle a lot of issues in, uh, on that album, right? Yeah, you were mentioning uh, the success of the album. You know, that's gone platinum in the UK 14 times. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. That yeah. is crazy. I can't remember how, does anybody have it on hand, uh, how many weeks it was on the charts? No, I don't I know you said Apple. 957. Hold on. Um, we're charted. 950 weeks in total. 957 weeks. <laughs> wow. It's almost three years. 
right? Yeah. It's almost three years. That's crazy. Well, it's la- actually a lot of people label it as the best album. Period. Oh, you say, period. Wait, wait a minute. You say 957 weeks? Weeks. Let's try again. How many, how many years is that? Divide by 52. That's right. That's a lot of years. That's it's, a lot of years. It's like almost 20 years. Come on, that's, no, this, that's what I'm saying. This is what we have you for. Come well, on. It's like 18 and a half years. That's crazy. Yeah. It's not bad, right? Wow. Now, the ro- I, royalties are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, given, given that it's all continuous piece of music, it was only recorded in two sessions in 1972, and they did it at uh, Abbey Road Studios, 1972 yeah. and 1973. That's right. But in two sessions, they did that. That's, That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? It's amazing what you can do when you're high. <laughs> well, I don't know. The ideas may flow, but actually, you know, <laughs> laying down the tracks, that, that's got to be a little more difficult. Well, whoever the to producer was, it made miracles. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, great mm-hmm. album. At one point, I had four of those albums. Four. Oh, really? Yeah, every time I well, go to a record show, I, if I saw a good deal on it, I would just buy it. Wow. I know. I gave one to my son. I think uh, uh, I think I gave one to both of them, as a matter of fact. Uh, the last time I went to a record show with you, I saw a 180-gram copy of it shrink-wrapped. I think it was new. I have new, it. Yeah, it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, I have it. I got that one as a uh, door crasher, though. Oh. If you spend, I think if you spent 25 bucks, there was one dude from his saga, if you spent 25 bucks at his booth, uh, for five bucks, you could get Dark Side of the Moon 180-gram. So I grabbed it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Hey, pretty soon we'll be able to go to the uh, record shows again, maybe. I hope so. I hope so. Hell, I could probably open up a booth. <laughs> There's so many freaking albums now. You could. Now. You could. I, I grab everything and anything. Well, yeah, I like mm, it all. Yeah. I like it all. But uh, anyway, yeah, so we started with a couple of Floyd albums. That's great. That's good. That's yeah, we, a good way we to can't, start. We can't leave Dark Side of the Moon without mentioning the iconic album cover. Yeah, that was uh, that prism? was designed by yeah, uh, prism. Yeah, that yeah. was desor- designed by Storm. Storm what was it Thor Thorgerson? Oh yeah, good old Storm Thorgerson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I got a. But few, it, it is iconic. I got a few records of him. Does he do do music? No. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think so. I think just you know, it's such artist. a simple album cover too. Yeah, just shows to go. Yeah, you don't have to have a lot of. Well, you know, black yeah. with a light hitting a prism, breaking into a rainbow, period. That's I know. It. It's amazing. Well, he, yeah. he designed it uh, in response to the keyboardist, uh, Richard Wright's request for a simple and bold design. Well, he hit it bang on. Yeah, it's iconic. Awesome. Yeah. So the first try at a concept album, actually, the group didn't even think they were doing a concept album. In fact, when interviewed later... I knew you were going to mention it. I, yeah. I had, didn't know you until you just said that. I looked yeah, at the screen. when interviewed later, they said, well, we didn't think of it that way, but all the critics and people who analyzed the album try to tie things together and pull it together. And we're talking about... Sgt. Pepper. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Lonely Hearts Club Band. Thank there you. you go. 1967, The Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I mean... Um, That's got some weird tunes on it. Well, here's a trivia question for Queeks. Yo, yo. What two popular songs didn't really make the first cut of the album? I think Yellow one, Submarine. No. I think one was uh, Penny Lane. That's correct. And the other one, I'm trying to remember the other one. It was a real popular tune, yeah. too. Yeah, and it wasn't uh, even on the album. Not with a little help. I can't remember. No, Strawberry Fields. Strawberry Fields. Yeah, yeah. I should have read that. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, so I mean, there was a whole thing around it. I mean, with 
the guy holding his hand above Paul's head, signifying death. They thought Paul was dead, and yeah. they they just integrated a whole bunch of stories into that album, and it became known as one of the first concept wow. albums. But they didn't intend it to be that way. Yeah, yeah. It was sixty-seven, was it? Nineteen sixty. Yeah, nineteen sixty-seven. Yeah, that's that's great. But there's a lot of great songs on that on that uh, album. Yeah, they did the movie. Remember the movie they did, uh, Sergeant Pepper with, yeah. uh, and I guess uh, Billy was played by um, Peter Frampton. Remember that? Right. Yeah, the BGs were in it again. BGs. They didn't get enough with uh, Saturday Night Fever. They had to get in on Sergeant Pepper too. But uh, yeah, it didn't do very well that movie. Well, it was all very psychedelic. It was. It was. Well, when did it come out? Uh, um, like Sergeant Pepper, I think it was 78. I think. Oh, 78. I think so. Oh, that's a while after the album was released then. Yeah. I mean, even I mean, songs like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. That's a great tune. Yeah, it's supposed to be signifying an LSD trip, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great tune. I love Elton John's cover of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds a lot, actually. Hmm. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, so he threw together a concept album, not even knowing it. And one song that not sure how it fits, but when I'm 64, I like the song. Yeah, but it's on there. Yeah, yeah. You I know, know, it just doesn't fit with the rest of them. I don't think. You know, you think of the Beatles tunes. Their songs are so different. A lot of them. They, they're, oh, not, yeah. they're not one dimensional at all. I mean, they 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 write everything. Oh, I know. They're all over the place. They are. They yeah. are. Now, one of the most popular songs on there was A Day in the Life. Well, yeah. It, Day in the Life, if you look at a lot of uh, the top 100 songs of all time. It's number one. Uh, usually number one. Between yeah. that one and Stairway to Heaven is usually one, one of the two. It's either that yeah. or, yeah. So, and that, we talked about this in one of our earlier about podcasts. About the last chord. The last note played yeah. was actually done by, by the uh, roadie. The guy that helped, the, one of the, the, he wasn't even a musician. Yeah. But they let him play that final note. Yeah. Right? It's lasted forever. And, yeah, it's the longest note in music history, they say. Another one, um, after just a couple of years after Sgt. Pepper, was uh, The Who, uh, Tommy. Yeah. yeah, it's classic. Yeah. Yeah, That's that was 69. Yeah, so the story of uh, Tommy Walker, deaf, dumb, and blind kid. Right? Sure could play mean pinball. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. He was a he was a aficionado of the pinball machine. Yeah, that's right. Deaf, dumb, and blind. That's yeah. that's pretty much uh, Townsend's work. Hey, right? this this concept. Yeah, he yeah. Wrote, he wrote it. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, I guess he uh, after being introduced to Meher Baba. <laughs> Who the hell is Meher Baba? Spiritual master. An Indian spiritual master. Well, that's, I mean, the Beatles did that too, right? They all went over to India and Murray Mahashi Yogi and yep. saw a different light and... Yeah, meditation and... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, most of this was Townsend's idea, apparently. Well, it's a great... You know what? I, when I think of Tommy, I mean, I worked the movie in 75, so um, that blew my mind. I mean, with Oliver Reed, Anne Margaret, Tina Turner, the Acid Queen, yeah. um, Elton John. Elton John. He, he was the pinball. He was the pin. He was the current pinball wizard. Yeah. and was dethroned by by Tommy. Yeah. Um, but that was great musical. The the movie. Yeah. I, I it, it's one of my. Well, it was very different. 
Oh, I loved it. Oh, the whole yeah. the whole scene with Anne Margaret in the in the baked beans, the canned beans. Remember that? In oh yeah. Oh yeah. Where she's writhing around in the beans. Oh yeah. 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 Okay, this must be a sexual reference. You guys, you are... might want to watch that scene. Mm. It, it was great though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When I think of that movie, the I haven't seen it since probably back then when I was a kid. The only thing I can remember is uh, seeing Tommy play the pinball machine. Yeah, I guess. Really? And Elton John, John kind of freaking out because he's doing very well. And, and he's got yeah. the, Elton John's got the stilt boots on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's, right. the, that's the only part I remember. And I love Elton John's cover of Pinball Wizard. I guess it did pretty well. The Who, do, they do a, a studio version of it as well, obviously, off the original album. But uh, I like Elton John's version. It's really good. Hmm. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah, what a wacky, what a wacky musical. I'll have to watch that again. Yeah, oh no, it's, uh, yeah, get, eat some pop brownies before you do, and <laughs> yeah, it might help, it might help, but yeah, Tommy's a good one, uh, the, who did another, I'm going to mention it anyway, they did another concept album in 79, uh, later than, yeah, yeah, about 10 years Quadrophenia, yeah. right, yeah, so they, they tried it again, and uh, I think that one was critically uh, acclaimed as well, hmm. so anyway, yeah. Well, when I think of concept albums, the one that comes to mind first for me mm-hmm. is Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, David Bowie. Yeah, I mean, that's probably my second favorite album of the 70s, next to Nazareth's Hair of the Dog, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I love that. That that album is a, it's a perfect album. Well, wow, they got tons of great wow. songs on there. Well, you know, I mean, David Bowie plays a bisexual alien, really. Yeah. That's what he is, and... Uh, he comes down to earth and try to save. Yeah, uh, it, it's a it's a great album, but that character uh, nearly drove him insane. Like he well, he actually questioned his sanity after a while because he got so wrapped up in that character Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, well, he would portray him on stage and he would dress uh, you know, accordingly, and then yeah. he, he just got a little bit too integrated into the whole persona. Yeah, and he refused to do it. Like people, when he would do a concert, they would want to see Ziggy Stardust, and he, re- he, he stopped doing it. He said, I can't do it anymore. He was driving him nuts. <laughs> well, I mean, he was a big part of the glam rock movement with that character, too. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I had to mention that because I know you were... Uh... I'm a big glam rock fan. I, I love the glam rock tunes. They're great. Yeah. 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 Well, let's name some of the songs on the album. All right. There's, well, there's, there's tons, right? Well, there's... Five Years is one of my favorites. Right. Um, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Do a track list. Okay, so you've got, uh, there's 11 tracks on the album. Yeah. Uh, Five Years. Yeah. Soul Love. Moon Age Daydream, which a lot of people know. Starman. It Ain't Easy. Lady Stardust. Star. Hang On To Yourself. Ziggy Stardust. And my favorite, Suffragette City. And rock and roll suicide. You know, Suffragette City was not, that was not uh, its debut on that album. It was released as a B side originally in 1972, the same year that he did uh, Ziggy. Um, it was released a, as the B side to Starman. And yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I remember being in university and that song would play. And everybody would wait for the one line and yell it all at the same Wham, time. Wham, bam, thank you. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody would yell it out. Yeah. 
So the song, again, Suffragette City was later, because it did so well, it was released in 1976 as a single, um, as, the, as a Stay is the B-side his song stay so it became an a-side in 1976 uh, isn't that wild i mean that song's got a little bit of history yeah when you say a-side and b-side some people can't relate to that i mean we used to go by 45s right so oh, yeah. four, 45 singles yeah songs were sold as singles and you'd so buy... people, well most of our listeners know what an a and a b-side is but for those who don't i mean when you release an album you decide what singles you're going to pull off the album, which ones you're going to mar- heavily market, right? And, and sell them as, as singles. As singles, and ultimately the singles help sell the album because yeah. you'll, you'll go and buy the album just for the single, for the song, yeah. right? So, yeah, so... Um, but then obviously they have to throw something on the other side. Um, yeah, that's right. And that's, what, that's what's weird about Suffragette City. It only made a B-side originally. Right. And be- then became so popular, they put it on his fifth album, Ziggy, and then released it as a single in 76. Yeah. What's the most famous B-side you can think of for us? Not for the public, just well, for Well, my us. favorite B-side is the B-side to uh, uh, I'm a Stranger Here by Five Man Electrical oh, Band. Oh, yeah. Well, that's It's awesome. called Doing the Best... Doing the Best, best We Can Rag. Best, best, doing the Best We Can Rag. Yeah, I love that, that song. It's a great B-side. Yeah. My I, other favorite You know what? B-side, I'm going to try to put a link to, I'm sure that's on YouTube. I'll put a link to that one. That's a great well, song. Well, I did an MP, I ripped it eh, from my record to uh, an MP3. Great I song. created my own because I couldn't find it. But another good B side is, is Three Dogs Night, Three Dog Nights uh, B side to uh, Shambhala. It's called Our B side. And they made oh, yes. a, and they made a song out of it. Here it is, our B side. No, baby. that's a, that's a topic. <laughs> it's great. That's a topic. We can do that. What you know, famous B sides. Well, there are a lot of B sides that should have been A sides. I was thinking about the B side to Seasons in the Sun. <laughs> Put the bone in by Terry Jacks. <laughs> Terry Jacks is a Canadian artist. Yeah. Put the bone in is the name of the tune. <laughs> yep. We covered this on one of our other podcasts. <laughs> it's about him going to the store and he's. I don't want to hear. Put the, the bone in with his pet, dog. Put the bone in for his dog, so he's gonna take the. Because he couldn't afford it. He, could, yeah. he was broke. Yeah. He had a show. Yeah. Sure, that's what he meant. Put yeah. the bone in. Yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do with porn. You say, <laughs> you go into a store and say that now, you're arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Can you that, put the bone in? Pardon? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anyway, this was uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, David Bowie. 1972. Great album. You know right. the longest song on the side two of that album is only three minutes and twenty five seconds. That's the longest song. That's Suffragette City. I like think. some of them are two minutes, just like two minutes and something. Well, long. on that one side, yeah. The other yeah. side, the longest song. Is, Suffragette City, you're right. Is the four forty Moon Age Daydream is the f- longest song on the album. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Five years beats it by two seconds. Oh yeah, the first track. The first track, yeah. four forty two. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, there you go. I was de- I was never a Bowie fan. Don't don't speak ill of the dead. I'm not. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Oh, you, you, how can you not like David Bowie? Come on. I love David. He, he was just too out there for me. I was I was listening to ACDC back then. I don't know. Oh, that's not out there? Actually, no. That, that's not true. You weren't listening to ACDC back then. Yes, I was. No, because this came out in 72. ACDC didn't play well, I wasn't until listening 74. To, I wasn't listening to anything in 72. It was only five. Well, no, I might you have been. You could have been. Yeah, well, probably thanks to you. <laughs> you could have been. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, another Canadian band. I know Queeks loves these guys. Oh, don't even go there. Clatu. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Clatu fan. Does I, anyone else know about this band? I, I don't care. Well, you know, <laughs> their first album, it was so secretive. And the uh, it was a Capitol Records? I think, they, yeah, it was Capitol Records. Uh what was the first uh, band? Well, what was the, the first, first album had it goes by two names. In Canada, it went by 347 EST. Yeah, in the U.S. Eastern Standard Time, right? Yeah. And in the U.S., it was just called Clatu, right? And that's the one where people thought, hey, they're not really releasing the names of the people, and it's mm-hmm. very mysterious, and it sounds a lot like the Beatles. Yeah, and they had they had nothing to do with that, by the way. No, they didn't. It was a journalist, actually, a, a music critic that actually started that. Um, because if you look at the album uh, credits, no band members are named. Uh, yeah. th- there's no credits for them at all. And, you know, there's no pictures of them. And even in the ad that was promoting, in Rolling Stone magazine, they had an ad. I remember seeing this when I was at Sam the Record Man. They had to open the page, and there's a new album coming out. Uh, this new new band, Clatu, and they are all standing there with, with black sheets over them. So there's just four guys with uh, black sheets over them. And, you know, somebody took off with it. And, you know, it was great publicity, but people got pissed off when they found out it wasn't the Beatles. They think, well, how could they do that? They thought it was the band that was doing it, no, it or, or the, but it had nothing to do with them. Well, that's not a good start for Clatu then. Well, no, I mean, they, they had some good tunes. You know, they had a, on their first album, we'll get to Hope in a minute, but on their first album, uh, they, they, they wrote the song Calling Occupants of Interplanetary Craft, and then the Carpenters covered it and had a huge hit with it. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, so the Carpenters really had a, did, had a bigger success with it, but that was their song. And, uh, but anyway, um, that, that's a great album, Anus of Uranus. <laughs> Sub Rosa Subway. I mean, there's a lot of good tunes on that one. It's it's a great album. But they did in '77. The one we want to talk about is the concept album Hope. It's called. Right. That's a. Gr- I could sit down, listen to that from beginning to end. Just turn the lights down. You you want to listen to a cool album? Oh yeah. Oh I'll man. Try it. Oh yeah. It, it tells a story. I mean, uh, it's too much to get into on the podcast, but. You know, go 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 and do some research on Clatu Hope. I mean, uh, they talk about the uh, uh, it's about. I guess it's about relocating to another planet, right? That's what they're doing. And this mad scientist um, uh, inter- invents this uh, space travel machine, and he he takes off to another solar system to find another place to inhabit because... Is it Polizania? Polizania is taking over the Earth. It's almost like they're, they're the uh, superior race and they're going to wipe out everybody else. It's a really, really cool album. Really cool album. Hmm. To give that, to oh, give that another to shot. I haven't listened to that out. in a long time. Oh, it, it's great. As a matter of fact, they re-released uh, uh, Hope, I, I think it was in 2003. I don't know if I got the year right, but it was later. Um, because the London Philharmonic Orchestra, if you listen to the album, there's a lot of orchestral, you know, uh, numbers in it. And, uh, they cut, they cut that out of the original release in 77. It was just them, but then they released it later with the orchestra. And I'd love to get my hands on, on that. 
but uh, I don't know if it's well, just digital or if it's how a, do you how do you hear that? Is that something like that on Spotify? It might be. It might I, I'd have to check it out. I, I haven't even checked there, mm. but I'd love to hear it with the full orchestra. I bet you it's wild. I bet the version is on iTunes as well. It could be. It could be. iTunes. What's that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's Apple Music now. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. We were about to be banned from iTunes or Apple Music. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, whatever, Russ. Whatever, Russ. They're not listening anyway. No. But, uh, yeah. Well, so if no one's listening, can I say something? Yeah, sure. Right, go ahead. <laughs> you guys crazy? You don't know what I'm going to say. Whatever. Go we're ahead. used to it by now. I was just making, I was just testing the waters. I've got nothing to say. Okay. okay. All right. I'm sure you will later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Alice Cooper. I love Alice Cooper. Glamrock again. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he is. He is. He is. He's very theatrical. And hey, here's a little tidbit for you. Before we get into his concept albums, he's got a couple, right? Yeah. His when he when they formed the Alice Cooper band, that was the name of the band. That wasn't his name. That wasn't him. But there was so much confusion that people thought that the lead singer's name was Alice. And he was Alice Cooper because he was the front man. He was the vocalist. So he actually adopted no that shit. name based on public demand, really. Yeah, that wasn't his real name. His real birth name is Vincent Fernier. And Vincent, Vincent Damon, Damon. Is it Damon? Damon? Vincent Damon Fernier. Yeah, okay. We'll go with that. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then remember the rumor that he thought that Eddie Haskell was uh, from Leave it to Beaver, was actually Alice Cooper as a youngster? <laughs> Did you hear that? No. Yeah, there was a rumor that he was Eddie Haskell. That's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. You're pretty hard on the beaver last night, Ward. Ward, you're a little hard on the beaver last night. <laughs> Oh, God, come on. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so the two we're talking about yeah. are Welcome to My Nightmare, 1975, and Queeks, the next one. Well, From the Inside, and that one's got quite a story. Um, yeah. Now, the first one, Welcome, that was his first album, Welcome to My Nightmare. That was his first solo album. Solo album. Well, as right. Alice Cooper right. without his, uh, his original band. Right. Yeah. I mean, so that was his first uh, solo effort. And the thing that really... I mean, he got Vincent, um, what's his name? Vincent Price to actually do the monologue over just before uh, Black Widow, right? Well, he's the same guy who did Thriller. <laughs> there you go. He was, well, he figured, you know, Michael Vincent Jackson Price. figured, hey, you know, yeah. if Alice can get him, I can get him. All right, there you go. But yeah, Welcome to My Nightmares, again, That's a, there's another dark story. It's about Stephen. The character's name is Stephen, and he's... Uh, uh, he's pretty messed up, <laughs> you know. Well, it's very dark. It is. It is. Do you know after that album is when the original band members broke up? What? That was the last album with the original band members, and they they broke up. Uh, uh, some of the members left after that album, uh, and then they went on to when I was the inside. Was that done right after Queeks? From the inside? Well, he did. He did. Welcome to my nightmare in '75. Uh, from the inside was '78. But in between, he, oh, he did had major troubles. Though. He did. He released a couple albums, Lace and Whiskey, and it didn't do nearly as well. He um, had huge drug problems. So and... it was alcohol. Alcohol. Let's okay. not call it drugs. He had. A, he was an alcoholic. As a matter of fact, he would wake up in the morning and uh, start with a beer. He drank a case of beer a day. Uh, wow. he, he had trouble. Now, when he realized, okay, something's, something's got a break here, he was doing a show in Vancouver, and he fell off the stage. He was bombed, and he fell off the stage and really hurt himself. 
And, and that's when they said, okay, buddy, you got to get some help. And he, uh, he checked himself in to this, uh, well, they, you know, from, from the inside, it's just like it sounds. It's, he, he had a ton of material from being in this, it's like an asylum, really, yeah. uh, for the mentally insane. That's what it was. And he had so much material. First thing he did when he got out, he called up Bernie Topin uh, from Elton John and Bernie Topin because they were very good friends. Um, like, he was one of his best friends. So we got out and he called him and said, look at I got tons of material, I need help. So Bernie Topin actually helped him with From the Inside. And as a matter of fact, the title track From the Inside was actually produced by David Foster. A uh, great Canadian oh, producer. absolutely. He's produced tons He's of... He's got big... his hands in everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, it to me, From the Inside is probably one of my favorite concept albums. I think it's... That one and Hope are my two favorites. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Alice had some troubles, <laughs> no oh, question no. about he it. In, he was in rough shape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, tons of hits, though. Who doesn't know the song School's Out? I mean, come on, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm 18. Only Women No Bleed. More Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, Only Women Bleed. Only that's women off bleed. of... That's uh, the first one. That's off of Welcome to My Nightmare. Yeah. 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you something, Creeks. What's that song? It's one of my, it's, I think it's my favorite Cooper song. He sings about finally being able to perform in front of people. Like, it's it's his dream. I can even... I don't oh know that. Oh, my gosh. Department of Youth? I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, that's off of... Uh, that's also off of... No, that's off of uh, Welcome that's to My Nightmare. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have brought it up. Without, I, I just I was hoping you would know. About being able to perform? Yeah, about becoming, becoming a rock star. And he, oh. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to come back and check it. Yeah, I'll have to check it. Okay, yeah, I remember. It's uh, Hello, Hooray. Let the show begin. I've, I've been, been ready. I don't know why. It's That's a great gr- tune. It is a great song. I like Elected. I like a lot of Alice Cooper older stuff. I don't really like his current stuff. Like uh, Feed My Frankenstein. and I, 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 It was up to From the Inside. After that, I think I checked out. Everything mm. before that, I love them. Except for Lisa and Whiskey. Wasn't a big fan. All right, well, those two albums we talked about, I think, are my favorite two albums for sure. Oh, yeah, they're fantastic albums. But, um, you know, there's going to be a couple that people are going to say, well, how come you're not mentioning Rush with 2112? Because I know people are thinking that when they're listening to this, right? Yeah. I mean, but we're going to, because we want to dedicate a show to Rush, so we're going to bring it up during that. Right, and there's a whole bunch of other concept albums. We'll maybe do another show later about the ones we haven't talked about Oh, there's so many. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, there's so many. But... um, yeah, I'm going to go listen to some Alice Cooper right now. There you go. Okay, we got any other ones for this uh, this session? Well, I mean, we if you want to you want to just mention uh, Genesis or what? Sure. Yeah, uh, and what it actually one of my favorite early Genesis albums. It's a double album, and it's a Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. A big Peter Gabriel effort. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we listened to that a lot when we were when. Uh, I was in high school a lot. Of, you know, that band has a lot of talent, or had a lot of talent in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, for sure. No question about it. Well, Phil Collins did pretty well when he went on his own, the drummer. Oh, he's, dude, he's loaded. Yeah. <laughs> Even just Disney movies alone, he, he's yeah, loaded. No kidding. Yeah, I know. I like Phil, though. He deserves it. He's, he's great. He's a talented guy. Yeah, he is. He is, for sure. There's one solo. Yeah, well, that's another topic. We're going to do another show. Uh, you know, people have gone solo. And uh, who's hit it big? 
Right. Phil Collins definitely qualifies for that. <laughs> yeah. So the underlying theme to The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway is uh, uh, a guy named Rael. Puerto Rican dude, wasn't he? Puerto Rican dude. Yeah. A so, yeah. uh, young guy living in uh, New York City. Yeah. And he has a whole bunch of different bizarre situations and he meets different characters. And yeah, so it, uh, that's the underlying theme. Yeah, no, it's uh, Carpet Crawlers is my favorite tune off of that. No question about it. Do you guys know the song Carpet Crawlers? That doesn't come to mind. Uh, oh, boys, you have to listen to Carpet Crawlers. It's, it's a classic. It's great. Yep. Sing a hum a couple bars for us. <laughs> okay, you ready? <laughs> I'm joking, of course. I know you are. I know you are. Uh, what else you want to talk about with uh, Lamb Lies Down? I mean, it's a double album. It's just loaded with tunes. Too many to mention. But uh, Fly on the Windshield... Uh, that's a great tune as well. So wait a minute, this is a concept album? It's a concept album. Well, yeah. what's the what are they talking? What's the theme here? Okay, oh, go ahead. Well, it's about as we said, it's about a guy named Rael who's a Puerto Rican dude. Yeah. Living in New York City. Yeah. And uh he experiences a whole bunch of weird stuff. Situations and characters. And, yeah. So yeah. Uh, every song talks about some of his uh, experiences in New York City as a, as a young guy. And Gabriel got the, I guess, a lot of the material from his visit to New York City um, while they were were touring. And the, the tour before that, um, and they, they ended up in New York. That's where he got a lot of his material, just being there. <laughs> right? So a Puerto Rican dude going to a city, I can see at best maybe a couple 45s but since he's in new york okay i can see a double album yeah oh yeah no kidding huh so uh okay so uh, that's uh just, Lamb lays down i mean just this... just one more thing like phil collins stated that the album was really a story about someone with a split personality as well i know we're running out of time a little bit you know you know what i'd love to do though this is a this is great what we're doing right talking about these albums can we maybe pick an album for the next time and maybe dive into it and like do a show on an album? Well, that and, would be better. And dissect, dissect yeah, each song. Each and, song, how it represents yeah, itself that. in the plot. Like even uh, even Queek's, that, that Hope album. That sounds intriguing. Well, Clad to Hope. I mean, it's, it's pretty relative right now for what's going on in the world. With all uh, the UFOs. And UFOs and uh, the troubles that the humans are having. And yeah. relocating. See, and, let's do that one. Then. Um, yeah, it, that would. I mean, I've already broken down that album song by song, but I just didn't have enough time to cover it in the podcast. But okay, well, yeah, let's let, focus just on that one at a future show. Maybe the next show we'll do that one. So oh, anyone sure. listening, anyone at all, make sure and listen to the album listen before that, the album. Uh, that we do that episode, and you'll be able to get into it more. And then we'll uh, we'll break it down track by track, and uh, we'll tell you what the what the songs mean and how they yeah. contribute to the story. Right. Perfect. So yeah. we'll we'll put that on the on deck for next time. Yeah, and if yeah, it goes well, that. maybe that's how we should maybe handle it, these albums in the future. We'll dissect them a yeah, little bit we'll deeper. Take each concept album and break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clat too. Well, you guys have to listen to it. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah, you have to listen. To it. And okay. yeah, the thing is with 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 hope, you have to start it and then listen to the whole thing because yeah. it makes sense. You know. Right. Yeah, it's okay. fantastic. We'll yeah. do that for sure. I better not do it in bed, though. I'll probably fall asleep by track two. <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's a dude, safe bet. You'd fall asleep sitting up in the middle of the street. We had to oh wake him gosh. up twice during this podcast. Yeah, I know. What? Well, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> He's got nothing. He's got, got nothing. nothing. So we're going to look forward to that uh, that episode on Clatu, uh, the concept album Hope. Yep. It'll be coming very soon. Maybe the next one or the one after, but we'll uh, we'll figure it out this year. All sure. right. So we're going to wrap this session up with uh, Oat, Queeks, and Cha, the, the Jabber, Jabber Guys. guys. Remember to go to our website, jabberguys.com, to subscribe to our podcast, Weird and Wacky World and Inside Rock.